Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, where your source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development, where we share original research, explore industry trends, and interview executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We hope you join us often for practitioner-oriented content around all things related to leadership, HR, talent management, organizational development, and change management. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Do you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast? Please subscribe, leave a review, comment, share, and consider supporting the podcast on Patreon, even at the producer and sponsorship levels. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Dirk Dobler about improving retention and engagement of employees who are new parent. Dirk Dobler, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thanks for having me. It is a pleasure to be with you. I am so excited to have a nice conversation with you today. We're going to be talking about improving retention and engagement of employees who are new parents. And this is a topic near and dear to my heart as a father of six children, navigating that. I don't have any young, super young children. My youngest is nine, um, but I certainly have had to deal with this with each and every one of my children, um, you know, as they joined our family and just navigating that. And it's complicated. And I think we've made positive movements you know, in terms of parental leave, uh, those sorts of things. Um, it, it's certainly better now than it was a decade ago or more, uh, but there's still room for improvement. And beyond just leave policies, you have everything around retention and engagement that I'm not sure gets thought about all that often by many organizations, despite whatever their best intentions may be. So this is what we're going to be exploring together today. As we get started, I wanted to share Dirk's bio with everybody. Dirk Dobler is the founder and CEO of Parento. With Parento, Dirk is transforming the landscape of employers and making increased retention and engagement of parents a reality. He is committed to helping businesses capture the missing $12 trillion in global growth, citing McKinsey, by reducing the 43% of highly skilled women who leave the workforce after becoming a mother. Prior to founding Parento, Dirk held roles in finance and consumer wellness industries, serving as CFO and one of the woman-founded Dame Products. What a tremendous background. Again, a pleasure to be with you. Anything else you would like to share with listeners before we really launch on into the conversation? Yeah, what I, what I always really like to kind of mention is my background is a little unusual for this topic because I actually started the first provider for paid parental leave, but I don't even have kids. So when I founded Parento, I didn't even have a sort of the proverbial horse in this race. But what I do have is a background in finance and analytics. And I was most recently the CFO of a company and wanted to implement paid parental leave, but discovered firsthand the challenges that finance faces and budgeting for it, figuring out what it's going to cost, but also the challenges that HR faces and the employee experience, making sure employees are coming back and then bridging that gap between, all right, paid parental leave is really good for people, but what's the actual ROI for companies and making sure HR is able to properly explain that to finance because a lot of people aren't fully aware. So I think 
bringing that finance approach and business oriented approaches made a, a significant difference to this category. Yeah, excellent, excellent. And just to reiterate, I mean, clearly there's a human case for parental leave and accommodations and flexibility and those sorts of things. We just want to treat people as people who have lives outside of work. We want to honor that. We want to respect that. So there's a human case for all of this. But what you're um, just articulating is that there's clearly a business case for this as well, right? And uh, and so we can dive more into that, what that actually looks like, what that ROI is. And a big piece of that is the engagement uh, and retention piece, because we know that uh, disengagement is costly to organizations. We know that turnover is costly to organizations. So anytime that you're able to attract and retain really great people, uh, then that is the bottom line benefit for the organization. And as you, as I read in your bio, you know, as was mentioned from the McKinsey study, uh, so many um, businesses lose out on particularly women, uh, mm -hmm. though certainly it's not limited to women, but any parent who may take uh, time off during uh, a birth of a child and just that transition period uh, that that is a really challenging time for families and it's a really hard time for mothers and they have to make choices and sacrifices and ultimately many organizations end up losing out on great people right and unnecessarily so and so you know we're going to really dig into this um, so why don't you start by just explaining a little bit more about Parento um, the origins of it and some of those types of uh, offerings and benefits that you provide to help organizations improve retention and engagement. Yeah, so Parenta, we like to call it really um, working parent success program. So the first core piece and in innovation within our program is helping companies fully ensure paid parental leave, like they do their health, dental, vision, short-term or long-term disability. So there actually is an insurance piece to the program that will cover the salary expense when an employee takes paid parental leave. But importantly, it's a gender neutral policy. It's going to cover men and women, whether birth, adoptive, or foster. Anybody who's welcoming a child is going to be eligible to take paid parental leave with some basic requirements. So finance is going to get the cost certainty and risk mitigation they look for. HR is going to be able to give finance a budget. But what we found, you know, when we built our program was that there's so much going on in somebody's life when they're welcoming a child, right? That's non-financial. So making sure that employees have the emotional support that they need, the career support they need is really important. So within our program is an unlimited, you know, parenting wellness program where any employee today that has a child is thinking about having children or especially when they're welcoming children has unlimited access to a network of our parent coaches who provide one-on-one -on -one human-based support uh, on whatever topic they may have. But it's particularly crucial for employees when they're welcoming children to have that support. And so it's everything from how do I plan my leave, tell my boss, tell HR, tell my team to manage my stress and anxiety as I'm preparing to take leave or after the child arrives, managing stress and anxiety then, sleep coaching, what's normal and not normal for the child. Or if you're adopting or fostering, working through the emotional challenges inherent in that. And then toward the end of the leave, making sure that the employees are ready to return to work emotionally, logistically, communicate, you know, that they know how to communicate with their partner or their team. And then importantly, our coaches are still there after the employee returns to work. If they want to check in, they can. And so we're streamlining the process. These employees are generally going to use 12 to 14 hours of human-based support throughout that leave process. But then in addition to that, we're also streamlining the compliance and administration component by simplifying filing for PFL or disability for employees that have that, simplifying the coordination for payrolls. We're actually making HR, finance, and payrolls life easier by taking care of all of that. 
Because at the end of the day, we really want to make sure that that employee has the best possible experience so that these employees are more likely to not only return to work, but return to work full time and engaged. Yeah, I think that's excellent. And you just ran down a litany of different types of things that uh, types of support that you're trying to provide, uh, Mm -hmm. all of which are essential uh, for people to make that transition. And and again, everyone's different. So not everyone's going to need all of those support mechanisms in place. Mm -hmm. Um, but having them and having really, you know, a buffet of, of offerings there to support those who are, you know, have different needs is going to be very, very important. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering now if we move the conversation on, how are you seeing the role of benefits leaders change in a post-pandemic era and how were you seeing it evolve during the pandemic? Now we can talk about this specifically in relation to, uh, parental support, parent leave and such but also more generally. Yeah, I think more generally, because work and life are sort of combined in unprecedented ways during the pandemic, companies are really forced to grapple with the fact that employees' personal lives have major impacts on their work. And obviously, those impacts were much greater when schools were closed and everybody was working from home, but those it brought that to the forefront even after things have started to reopen and employees can go back to the office and kids can go back to school. But companies now have to realize and are investing in addressing a lot of those personal challenges. And that has forced benefits leaders and HR teams kind of to the forefront of how do you really make sure you're taking care of your employees given personal challenges. And that was particularly acute during the pandemic, but those challenges still remain. You can't find childcare, right? That's very challenging. You might have a lot of stress and anxiety still because there's still a lot going on. And that's really forcing companies to take a different approach to rewards packages because of that. But it's also sort of created a philosophical change of how do you actually build a rewards package for the modern workforce, one that meets the needs of people who maybe have kids, who don't have kids, or their kids are out of the house, but also have different support um, networks at home. And so I think that's given benefits and HR leaders more power than ever before, and companies are looking to them more than ever before. But it also means that if they're offering a rewards package that looks today like they did three, four years ago, they're not going to win this talent or they're going to lose out on talent because people do want different things, whether that's something that actually costs anything like flexible work doesn't really have a financial cost, but is important all the way to making sure you're actually investing in additional programs and policies like paid parental leave or supporting your employees with kids or as child care or, you know, your mental wellness benefits and making sure you're spending real dollars behind these types of programs, because otherwise employees will jump ship for companies that are offering those types of programs. A a great perspective, I think, as we look at how things have changed and evolved during the pandemic, and many have noted the the acceleration that has happened um, during the pandemic towards the shifting nature of work, the future of work, and work arrangements, uh, and what that's meant for benefits as well, uh, you know, as we think about remote work, hybrid work, virtual um, and and flexible work, those sorts of things. As we think now about um, the offerings that you have at Parento, what have you seen, again, within this new post-pandemic era, this this shifting landscape, what have you seen the impact uh, being on employees at various organizations that you've worked with what has Parento done to improve the process of returning to work for parents? And how do you see that perhaps shifting even in the coming months and years? Yeah, we 
our whole sort of value add for companies is that the, you are going to have employees returning to work full time. They're going to be engaged and more loyal. And so for us, we really focus on making sure we're getting employees the support that they need through this leave. So we do that from everything from when we craft the paid printly policy for the company, give them that handbook language, everywhere the paid printly policy is mentioned, we also mention the support program and make sure people have easy access to that because people don't ever look up what their EAP is, right? People don't even know what that is. They're not going to work up, look up the emotional wellness benefits, but they are going to look up paid printly policy. So we're tying the most impactful aspects of programs to what's actually sort of most interesting to the employee and making sure they have easy access. We're driving utilization through group support sessions for companies on a monthly basis if they need. We drive utilization through onboarding calls where we actually have a group support session being run for about 30 minutes so people can get a taste of it. And so what we see is a greater awareness of our program amongst our clients and their employees to the point where we see very, very strong utilization anywhere from five to 15% of employees will use Parento in some form. And for a wellness type program or an EAP type program, which we don't really call ourselves an EAP type program, but a lot of people think of it that way. Those are huge numbers. And when people do use our program, they're using about 13 hours of human-based support. So again, not like a three-hour EAP. So people are getting real value out of this because they're talking to a real person and it's not an app. It's all tailored to the individual employee and their family's needs. And their partners at home also have access to our support program. So about half of all the parents that are taking leave on our program actually do the coaching program with their partner. And they get huge benefits out of it from managing whatever stress or anxiety triggers they may have to making sure that they're communicating effectively at home. And that really helps with that child care burden. You know, a lot of our moms are not necessarily doing 90% of the work anymore because they're able to have a healthier conversation that's sometimes proctored with our coaches about what's going on in the home. And so what we're seeing in our program, especially for employees that are taking leave, is that they're using support at very high rates, generally 13, 14 hours of support before, during, after leave. And so they, and oftentimes their partner, are just much more confident parents. And they say that they just feel much more confident when they're returning to work. And so they're in a better position to manage anything that really comes their way, whether that's the stress and the anxiety or the stress and anxiety of not having gotten sleep or communicating with their partner, having more sort of rational discussions we've heard from parents. Like, you know, a, a boss may not necessarily understand their needs, but if they can properly convey it in a way their boss understands, that's hugely impactful. And so we're seeing these employees returning about 95% of employees that have taken paid parental leave under our program have returned to work full-time, which is astronomically high compared to what companies get on their own. And they're staying there and they're just much more confident. And if something comes their way and maybe they still need a little help, they can easily access and talk to one of our coaches and continue talking to them afterwards to get ahead of any of these, these challenges. And making sure that they start to stay on track with, with their goals, both at home and work, because that's ultimately what we're trying to do is make sure that people are confident parents so that they can be confident workers. Yeah. Confident parents to be confident workers. And again, it's this just, it's the recognition of, of the employee as a, an entire human individual that has different mm -hmm. aspects of their lives. Right. Yes. And so we can't, I mean, sometimes organizations, sometimes leaders want people to compartmentalize and they say, leave that at home at work. You're at work. Um, eh, I mean, may, maybe there's some logic to that. Maybe it makes some sense, but it's not reality for most people. Mm -hmm. Most people aren't in a position where they can, um, compartmentalize in that way. 
And so what your, your home life bleeds into your work life and vice versa. And it's just, that's just the reality. So we have to acknowledge that. And if, if you have a new child, the stress is involved. Um, again, I speak from experience, the lack, like you mentioned it, the lack of sleep, right? Just the, mm-hmm. the you know, and assuming even that you have a perfectly healthy child um, mm-hmm. without other health complications, that opens up a, a, an entire um, you know, conversation around that kind of support. Assuming it's a perfectly healthy child, just the change, the shifting family dynamics and the stress and anxiety involved with that, the lack of sleep, uh, communication, all the things you've mentioned, all of a sudden that inevitably will bleed over. I, I don't know how anyone could think it wouldn't bleed over yep. into your work life. And so the more support you can provide, uh, of course, it's going to lead to better outcomes. And what we've seen during the pandemic, again, it's one of the negatives of the pandemic, is many um, have pointed to the state of women in the workforce. Mm-hmm. And many have suggested that we've set women back even a generation due to the pandemic, just because women having to, to wrestle with home care, child care versus work, and can they do it all, what, you know, and prioritize and what are they going to do? And, and many women left the labor force during the pandemic mm-hmm. to take care of children, to school their children, to take care of parents and, and parent care or whatever, right? And, and so we see that, that's, that's become front and center during the pandemic. Um, let's not forget that that, continue, that dynamic is ongoing when you're dealing with parents um, and, and particularly with new parents. Um, companies try to invest during the pandemic. Let's not forget those lessons that we've mm-hmm. learned and let's continue to invest in our people in ways that help them to have a holistic, you know, the whole complete person, holistic success in life. Um, Because ultimately that's going to help people bring their best selves to work, to the work that they do, be more creative, be more energized, be more passionate. Um, Certainly it will, you know, lead to lower um, turnover rates and higher levels of engagement. Um, But of course those then lead to other, a whole slew of other positive organizational outcomes that every organization is going to want. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's a huge important point. I think when it comes to the compartmentalizing that you mentioned, and when it comes to kids, I think companies need to realize the lack of sleep. Babies aren't sleeping through the night, you know, after three months, right? They're not sleeping through the night. That employee is not getting sleep for the first months of that child's life, you know, uninterrupted sleep. And a lot of children aren't, you know, even sleeping fully through the night by six months old. And so, companies need to recognize that, like, there's no matter no matter how you try to treat these employees. They're going to struggle if you or if you approach it like they need to compartmentalize home life is home life, work is work. That's not going to happen. That's inherently going to just drive resentment from the employee if you're not appreciative and understanding of what's going on during such a critical phase and a crucial phase of their life. And so I think companies do need to reevaluate how they invest in these types of offerings that enable company or employees to meet their personal goals outside of work and, and especially family related goals. Yeah. And, and maybe it goes without saying, I've certainly said it on this podcast and previous interviews over and over again over the last couple of years. Um, but especially given right now in this labor market, where it's hard to re- attract and retain great people. Um, if you're not treating your people with dignity and respect, and recognizing that they have lives outside of work and honoring that and supporting mm-hmm. that any way you can, if you're not doing that, 
people are voting with their feet and they're just going to leave. Um, so you're not, you're going to have a reputation. You're going to have a hard time attracting people to come in the first place, but your good people, your best people are going to leave because guess what? They have options. They can go many places. Um, and, and ultimately they're going to go somewhere where they're more valued and being valued, you know, part of that is salary, right? Uh, people mm-hmm. want to get paid well, but being valued by your employer is much more than just salary and the benefits package, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's how you're treated. It's the culture and, and how you, you know, your opportunities to be who you are and bring your best self to work. And if you don't feel like you have that, or if you feel like you're being forced into this, this horrible decision of whether or not to be there for your child, uh, or, you know, to go to this extra stupid meeting. I mean, people, people are making decisions each and every day. And, and we've seen the clear pattern, especially over the last year that people aren't putting up with that anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. Will that change in the future? It's possible. If we have a big you know, economic downturn and, and companies have a surplus of, of labor, uh, maybe, maybe this will shift. But right now, the employees in labor, they have the cards <laughs> in their hand, and we have to create an environment where they want to be there. Yeah, and, and we actually see that all the time. Maybe every week we have a company who's come to us saying that they had a candidate that they lost because of the parental leave policy. We've seen companies with nothing lose candidates to companies that offer something or companies that offer maybe just eight weeks losing out on candidates because employees are specifically looking for paid parental leave at rates that we've never seen before, both men and women. So it's incredibly important. But we also see it as a really good signaling device because if you extend an offer to a candidate, they look at your entire package. You can't compare health, dental, vision insurance to another offering. That's super convoluted. Nobody understands that. But you can compare paid parental leave. This company offers 12 weeks of paid parental leave. Well, this guy, this company offers two weeks. Well, this is the former company sounds like one that's going to take care of you. And we see that with our clients, but we also see with our clients where they can come out and say, not only do we invest in paid parental leave, but we're really investing in you as parents. You have access to this entire network of support during that process. And we want you to use it. So it really takes what's a really good signaling device to the next level because you're investing in it beyond sort of what might be the bare minimum in, in some industries, you know, if you're in tech, you, you need a policy, but in others, um, you know, going and offering something and then support makes such a difference to that employee. It's a really good signaling device. And it's something that millennials have prioritized and, and younger employees have prioritized more than pretty much anything else out there. And it, both when they're looking for new jobs and considering staying. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very well said. And, and how about for those who aren't parents, you know, you, you identify yourself as one without children. Um, you know, there are many like me that have children and we're trying to navigate. How about those that aren't parents? Uh, does Parento do anything in terms of supporting or aiding non-parents? Yeah, so, so we do. While a parental support is targeted toward parents, there's a lot there for the support program that's universally applicable. So a lot of it can be, giving advice and support on how to deal with anxiety or stress or communicating things at home. You know, you might be stressed about something you need to communicate that at home. And there are a lot of things that are just universal that everybody can access. And one thing we do with a lot of organizations is set up um, a monthly group support program for their employee population. If you have an ERG or a parent's ERG, that might be a really good group to host it. And anybody's allowed to come. And those topics that they might discuss aren't strictly parenting because people in that group might have kids at different ages 
And so the challenges that you have with the newborn are not what you have with their 13-year-old kid, right? And so a lot of it is still sort of giving people the ability to come together and talk about the challenges they may be facing as parents or company policies as parents, because everybody has to suffer under the same bad policies or be benefited by the great policies the company offers, and they can communicate that together. And so much of our tailored support is, you know, talking about what they can be doing to benefit themselves or their partners, both emotional and mental health, and then careers. And some of it's sort of how do you, you know, having a journal, just having topics that you can write in a journal is not strictly to parents, but we see people doing that. And we encourage things like that on specific topics and the group support encourages that. And so we allow anybody who wants to use support can access it. There's no limitation or qualification. It's just, are you a covered employee? Not, are you a parent? And so employees can certainly get that emotional help, that wellness help. And for non-parents that are thinking of becoming parents, we offer particularly good support then too, especially for people who are adopting or fostering. It's an emotionally fraught, lengthy process. So we have parents or to-be parents going through that process. We'll check in with one of our coaches on a monthly basis. Then when they actually take leave, they'll convert more to the on-leave programming where they check in on a weekly basis during the, the leave event. And they'll talk to someone that can work through the emotional challenges with them of adopting or fostering a child. And so we, we just want to make sure that anybody who needs a little bit of help, regardless of what that looks like, is able to access it. Yeah, I think that's that's great and uh, such a wonderful slate of support and services. And for anyone listening, you know, whether Parento is the one you're focusing on or going with or, or you're just trying to think strategically about the range of support and options that you can provide for your employees and however you're going to do that. I just hope that you'll consider these issues that we've been talking about today because it's it's very, very important. It's going to be a game changer um, for for your retention and engagement strategies within your organization. We need to support families. We need to support parents. Um, we need to support everyone who's going through these difficult, challenging life transitions, um, whether they're parents or not, as you just described. So I think all of that is fantastic. Dirk, I know at the time I'm going to have to let you go here in just a minute, but before we wrap up, I wanted to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can connect with you and find out more about your team and then give us a final word on the topic for today. Yeah, so if anybody's interested in more information, they can always go to our website. It's Parento, that's parents with an O, leave.com. So parentoleave.com. We have plenty of information there. They can request quotes to the website or they can schedule a discovery call with um, my director of sales or even myself, part two. Happy to provide more information. And one thing I always like to talk about is that we're, we're very mission driven. So even if our specific program isn't the right fit for every organization, we're here to help think through the best practices of a paid parental leave and support program. So every employee gets the support they need uh, to achieve their family and career goals. And so reach out, request more information. We're here to help you. And I think one of the biggest challenges we see is bridging the divide between HR and finance with regards to getting finance to say yes to investing in offering 12 weeks of paid time off. We're here to help with that as well. So we know how to build that business case and we want HR to have the confidence that they can sell it internally um, because we know that's such a big impediment to offering genuine paid parental leave. Wonderful. Thank you, Dirk. It's been a pleasure. I encourage listeners to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Dirk and his team can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe and you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week.
Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.